Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, where uh, the GL geologist Stacy uh, just got her Christmas tree. You sent me a photo of it. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 273, November 25th, 2019, Thanksgiving week. It was 62 degrees uh, uh, as the high on this day in 1914, and as cold as 18 below in 1880. And remember, I give you these records because they amuse me. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. There was a bit of flare-up on Twitter yesterday regarding the topic of bologna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some moron made a cake out of bologna, and the and the dressing was or the the, the frosting was ranch dressing. It started as uh, a trending topic on Twitter. What's the grossest thing your family has ever made or does make for Thanksgiving? Oh, that's how it started. So I was going through all of these, and I found one guy that had this big. I don't know what a bologna cake. It looked right? like a cake, and it was about eight inches tall, with layers and layers of bologna, and the frosting was ranch dressing. Yes. <laughs> the uh, most gross thing I've ever so seen in my life. I threw out a picture saying, "Oh, I'd pay good money for that." You know, my right, usual knucklehead right? stuff. And then I weighed in, giving everybody my bologna, tomatoes, and onions recipe. Oh yeah, <laughs> only to discover in the St. Paul Pioneer Press this morning, under an international news roundup. <laughs> Border agents seize bologna. I did see that. El Paso, Texas. Yes. Can't bring bologna into the country. The U.S. No. border agents seized more than 150 pounds of bologna from a driver entering the country from Mexico. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection says in a news release that the driver told agents Thursday at the El Paso crossing that he had rolls of frozen turkey ham in his pickup truck. Upon further inspection, though, the agents determined that it was 154 pounds of Mexican bologna, which is made of pork. The agency says the driver was released, but the bologna was seized and destroyed. It says bologna cannot be carried across the border because it could introduce foreign uh, animal diseases to the domestic pork industry. Wow. What is bologna made of? I don't know what bologna is made of. I think it's the pork extra stuff. part. The stuff they sweep up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> squish it all together. Yeah. But Gr- Spencer Grunhofer would know no, all about it. Yeah, he yeah. would. Yeah. Uh, he makes a better bologna, though, I'm sure, if he makes bologna. Well, and this very thing was documented, I know, in a film years ago. Uh, Big Enos Burdett and his son uh, hired a couple of guys to ship bologna from uh, Atlanta, Georgia to Texarkana, Texas. Was that the third? <laughs> that was the first one. <laughs> oh, was, what the hell are you talking about? Smokey and the Bandit. Remember? Oh, oh, bologna? Oh, no, no, it was Coors no, Light. No, not Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, what are you thinking of? You're thinking of Cannonball Run. Smokey and the Bandit was the, they were on the run. Oh, no, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I thought it was Coors beer, though. Yeah, it was Coors. <laughs> According to the National Weather Service, snowfall totals in our area could reach six inches or more. Uh... This uh, big storm coming, apparently, uh, focusing on the southern third of the state and includes the entire Twin Cities metro area. This begins tomorrow. Wednesday looks to be windy with blowing snow. uh, Always a possibility. So we're under a winter storm watch for Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. This could cause Thanksgiving travel headaches. Yeah. 
Is there any way I'll be able to get out of going to Thanksgiving due to this? Snowed in. Nope. You, by the sound of your uh, temperament, you could not stand another weekend in the city. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. That was rough. <laughs> just mentally, just being here, knowing that all that stuff's going on up at the farm. I now understand why you guys get blackout drunk every weekend. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's not true. That's it's not true. It, it never it just, made it's sense. Not blackout. It's not blackout. It's not blackout. I sit out there thinking, you know, with, with my arms crossed all smug and thinking, you know, I'm the smartest one of all. Those idiots down there watching TV getting blackout drunk. <laughs> now I get it. I would normally would not. Uh, the, the state fair is an amazing uh, public relations machine. Oh yeah, and it's already begun because we have announced the first act uh, to perform at the grandstand next summer. But I want to mention it because I want to see them. The Doobie Brothers, who are doing a national tour next summer nice. with Michael McDonald. Nice. And uh, I, I happen to hear on deep tracks on satellite radio some Doobie Brothers stuff live at the Beacon Theater in New York. And I said to myself, I got to see them. I got to see them. Did they announce an opener? I I don't. I didn't get that far in the oh, story. It's going to be uh, Friday, August twenty eighth at seven p.m. Anything in there about Skunk playing with him? Well, he's in the group. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So wait, the twenty eighth? That is that the Labor Day weekend then? Of uh, that no, must it, be the first uh, weekend right. of the fair. Because Labor Day is very late next year. It's September seventh. Pat Simmons honest. is still in the group. Tom Johnson. Michael McDonald, they're not mentioning a skunk here, but it looks yeah. like a picture of them I'm looking at. 28th is the first Friday of the State Fair. Wow. My word. When's Labor Day next I believe year? it's September 7th. 7th. Yeah, huh. September 7th is the there. first Monday. Uh, if Johnny Height was here, he could share the excitement of this uh, news release with me, but he's experiencing some uh, some malady that he has to track down. What do you think we should? Should we, should we do the whole run again next summer? No. 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 Just one. I'll do two shows. I have two shows, both Fridays. One is enough, Joe. Okay, maybe one. Yeah. One. You know what was kind we of We don't fun. need to get into that today. No. Johnny just sent a uh, message. Just got done. Won't be in. See you Tuesday. Flip Wilson. I don't, I don't get that reference. I don't get that either. The, you don't get the Dirty Ernie joke? No, Flip Wilson. See you Tuesday. It? Why don't you tell it? Okay, Dirty Ernie is a, a kid that gets in a lot of trouble in school. And... There's a, the, a question of the day every Friday, and if you answer it on correctly on Friday, you don't have to come into school on Monday. Oh. But the teacher will not call on Dirty Ernie because he always says things very rude, and, and he's gross, and well, he's, he's dirty. He's dirty. So the teacher, um, the first day, okay, here's our question of the day. Who's the first president of the United States? Ernie raises his hand. Nope, she's not going to call on him. He's going to say something bad. Jenny, uh, George Washington, yep, first president. Monday comes. Jenny's not there. Dirty Ernie is furious. All right, next Friday, he says, I'll get this next one. Okay, speed it up. Uh, who was the yeah. president that freed the slaves? Right, dirty, I got it, I got it. Nope, uh, Billy, uh, Abraham Lincoln, yep. Okay, Monday comes, he's not there. This has to be the last He is stanza. really mad. He's really mad. So he takes two um, black racquetballs, and he, he rolls them up to the front of the class. And uh, the teacher says during question time, all right, who's the comedian with the two black balls? He goes, Flip Wilson, see you Tuesday. <laughs> that was 
That was worth it. That was worth the setup. Thanks. So Johnny just said, Flip Wilson, me. see you That's Tuesday. Fantastic. God, help me. That's fantastic. Honest to God. I mean, it's an old, I mean, you have to update your, you know, Sinbad or whoever. You got Flip Wilson. Sinbad, you're not updating right. much okay. with Sinbad. Flip you know Wilson. what's going to be making a debut on today's show? The Garage Logic players. We're going to oh, we're oh, going okay. to reenact a scene later in the show from the movie Annie Hall. Is this SAG approved after? And, and Kenny uh, typed out the uh, script, and and we have to do it this way because apparently uh, the in the strange world of podcasting, we can't play music or nope. movie clips. Nothing or anything. copyrighted. Nothing copyrighted. But there's nothing to prevent us from reenacting the scene ourselves. I'm kind so of excited. So today is the debut of the. Garage Logic player, and I see it being executed flawlessly. Well, I think so. Chris, we're, we're, we're actors. That's yeah, right. We yeah. are a theater yeah, troupe. Yes, yes, we're in the <laughs> entertainment industry. <laughs> okay, uh, isn't that great news that that kid that was tossed over the mall yes. on the American balcony yes. is walking normally yeah. and thinking correctly and. Uh, they're very proprietary about I, what they I, release. I, I don't blame them, and I, I think that's wonderful that nobody has. Uh, sought out more information other than what the but family gives out. to think how this all started, I mean, they didn't think he was going to survive, right? No. Right. No. And his legs were different size. Now that's even come back after therapy. Yeah. The uh, Got to do your therapy. Right? Yeah. Yep. According to zookeepers at Tianjin Zoo in eastern China, the 19-year-old capuchin monkey has never had sex because he looks too much like a human being. Oh. <laughs> this unfortunate primate captured the Internet's attention with many describing his anthropomorphic appearance as looking like a distressed old man. <laughs> Primary experts refer to this rare condition as the Bernie Sanders syndrome. He evolved too much. <laughs> I know we're not uh, we're fans of early days Saturday Night Live, but did you guys catch yeah, the I debate over the weekend? watched it twice, actually. I, wow. Uh, I only watch it because Pat tweeted it, so I, I said, what the hell, I'll look it. Was it was pretty good. Yeah. 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 Uh, hi, Joe. Little town of Hill City, Minnesota, has come under scrutiny and pressure for the new song list for the elementary kids to sing. This has been changed to a Winterfest program mm. instead of a Christmas program. That itself is horrid. I want you to check out the song list that this new progressive teacher, new to the school, I might add, for me, Dinah, has chosen for these little ones to sing. I hope you are as appalled as some, appalled as some of us are. So she, she linked me to the uh, songs. Uh, they're going to sing Cold Snap, We're Flakes, <laughs> Snurt, Nothing Special, and then my printer cut off. Well, it doesn't sound like Christmas songs, does it? No. Little Flakes. Hill Little City flakes. is uh, flakes. One, 169 and Highway 200. Way I was up gonna north. going to say, where is that? It's okay. uh, right next to Hill City Township. Way up nope. north. Nope. Well, how far north? Iron Range? Uh, yeah, it is even with Leech Lake, only uh, it's east of Halfway there. between there and Cloquet, right, Kenny? Yeah, close enough. Sure. Frequent emailer downing notes regarding stores in Minneapolis being required to charge five cents per bag. One, could I stand outside the store selling bags for four cents? And two, <laughs> two, could the store charge five cents a bag but offer a five cents off coupon in their advertising? The store could print out a big stack of extra coupons to have available for those shoppers not privileged enough to have access to such ads, either in a newspaper or a smartphone. I'd start a little dish. Need a nickel? Mm -hmm. Take a nickel. There mm -hmm. you go. <laughs> and uh, Chris out in Orleans, Massachusetts, is yet another one to recommend that we all watch the Adam Carolla documentary, The 24-Hour War, right? 
Right. He notes that last year, uh, our next year is the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower landing in Provincetown. Should be neat if they allow us to celebrate people who came over here to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Corolla also has something with Prager out too, does he not? Yes. Yeah, uh, no safe spaces. That's a real movie though. Joe, on Friday, someone shot Wendy Puckett, the owner of Wendy's House of Soul. Good grub, lovely woman. It was only a pellet gun, but apparently the pellet lodged near her eye regarding, uh, requiring surgery. Completely senseless felony mischief. Since this place is about two doors down from Nakima Armstrong's offices, I awaited the outrage and the Black Lives Matter crowd. Nothing, uh, nothing has happened. This is from Bert. Oh, I've never heard of this place. Ricky, have you been there? I saw, her, I I saw a picture of her in the paper. She's been in the paper. What's it called? Uh, Wendy's House of Soul, S-O-U-L. I've not oh, been there. I wonder if I could get some catfish there. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love my blackened catfish. Mm-mm-mm. Doesn't it taste like tofu, though? Isn't it really soft? It tastes like catfish. <laughs> <clears throat> I've had catfish, and if it's done correctly, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like it. it would be done correctly you got to smoke there. it, don't you? Right. Yeah, you got to smoke it. It's tough finding papers the right size, but yeah. We're going to be back in just a moment. Don't oh remember. God. Don't. Re- I mean, don't 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 disremember the debut today of the Garage Logic players. Hmm. He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sticking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Big, big, big doings up at DKMags.com in New Brighton. The Black Friday deals, they actually started last week, and they run all the way through this Saturday, the 30th, with extra special, not-so-top-secret deals on Black Friday alone between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Same deal for uh, up at Monticello Pond and Gun, uh, but the hours there are 11 to 7 on Black Friday. But here's something just for us. Nobody knows about this, so keep your big mouth shut and don't be blabbering it on social media. What is it? If you're a GL or if you go into DK Mags in New Brighton anytime now through Friday, ask to see the secret GL dealers list, uh, uh, deals list, excuse me. It's a list of stuff just for us. Regular customers, they have no idea about the existence of this top secret GL list. It's for DK Mags and New Brighton only and ask to see that GL list. And I don't care where you're coming from to go to uh, DKMags.com. Elba, Evansville, it doesn't matter. DK Mags and New Brighton and Monticello Pond and Gun, worth every mile. And the Black Friday deals, like I said, they started last week. They run through Saturday the 30th, DKMags.com. The teen accused of killing a beloved Alabama sheriff is the son of a deputy and became angry when asked to turn his music down. And I only uh, mention this because it's it's uh, shades of what happened a couple of weeks ago uh, to the fellow on the 75-year-old mm-hmm. man on the bus who asked the, the young people to keep the noise down. Right. Uh, is this a new darkness in culture about noise? Am I, is this something I'm unfamiliar with? Or is this just a patent rudeness that yeah, uh, how no. dare you tell me what level I'm supposed to speak. I think it's both. Lowndes County Sheriff John Williams was fatally shot at a QV convenience store in Haynesville just after 8 p.m. Saturday. William Chase Johnson, the son of a deputy with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, was taken into custody. 
Johnson has been charged with murder. A witness told the Montgomery advertiser that Big John, as he was known, approached the 18-year-old Johnson and asked him why his music was so loud. Right there at Pump 8, Charles Benson told the newspaper. Big John comes up and asks the young man about the loud music, just like he has done hundreds of times before. Big John don't take no foolishness. That's when he got shot, Benson said. I don't understand it. The sheriff has gone over loud music. It just doesn't seem right. Uh, the sheriff was shot once in the head. Wow. wow. Tributes to Sheriff Williams have poured in from all over the state, including from Governor Kay Ivey, who called him a consummate professional and a pillar of his community. Local residents assembled in the town square in Haynesville on Sunday to remember the law enforcement officer who grew up in Lowndes County and is survived by his wife and two adult children. Everybody loved him. Lowndes County District Judge Adrian Johnson said he was just one of those rare people that went out of his way to make sure that you knew that he cared about you. Minister Alicia Davis said that the sheriff loved everybody. When he saw you, he spoke to you. It doesn't matter what color with him. He was an African-American guy, and the kid who shot him is white. He loved everybody. He cared for everybody, young people who would come and pull them aside and talk to them, and he saved a lot of people. Williams had begun volunteering as a reserve deputy in 1978 Jeez. and was first elected sheriff in 2010. What is the moral here for What is the moral for survival? Don't ever ask young people to keep the noise down? Sadly, it's keep your mouth shut. <clears throat> uh, we can't go as a society like that. Well, if you go on light rail, if you go on a bus, you're supposed to have headphones on. The amount of people that do not, and this is all, this is, these are all races, all everybody, the youth of America are so entitled, and I'm talking about these teenagers to early 20s, it's as if they're just daring you to say something yeah. and, and want to be disrespected, so to right, speak. Right, right. Well, yeah. I'm a, tr- a well-known busybody. Yeah, yeah, you are. I like to tell people to take their hats off indoors. I, I, yeah. I brook no uh, prisoners. Turn that TV off. Yeah, what? but, but, but crazy. I, I'm, I'm going to watch myself. You, well, I was going to ask you, fellas, when you're pumping gas and somebody, you know, on the other side of the pump is listening to his music really, really loud while they're pumping gas, do you say anything? No. Nope. I've never said anything. No. Nope. I wouldn't because I don't want to start anything. But first of all, it does it, it doesn't really bother me if somebody has loud music and I'm going to get over that. But uh, uh, that's where I think they're enticing. They want you to uh, Look at it this them. way. Look at it this way. That interaction is going to last what? Less than five minutes? Yeah. Now, if you're on a flight or if you're on an hour-long train ride, that's different. What yeah. about this, Such? Do you, uh, do you ever listen to loud music in the car? No. You crank your way up? No. I have an occasion to do that a lot. Uh, but when I pull up to a stoplight, I always of course you do. I always turn it down. Well, then what because I don't want to be that jackass right, at the stoplight right. with the really loud music. Well, despite your uh, your uh, rugged reputation, you have a sense of moral clarity and ethical integrity, and and this is what we're seeing here. This is the absence of this is the absence of just uh, any desire whatsoever to fulfill your civil contract with your fellow human beings. You have nothing to do with them. And you don't care how much you bother them. Yeah, that's that's a decline of moral and ethical well, integrity. We're destined for implosion. Then. And then this one, but this one is these two cases: the uh, Ibril, who we lost here in, in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and this sheriff are, are two cases where it's taken to the extreme. And sadly, what what it really boils down to, Joe, is you have a percentage of people who are now becoming adults, like Rook Rook mentioned, that the entitled generation that are growing up that have nothing to do. They're going around and they're looking for trouble. 
because they have they don't have a job. And I naively point out they could easily have a job. Mm-hmm. Oh, people are going begging for employees. Mm-hmm. They don't have any interest. But it's just pathetic. I guess the lesson for uh, people who intend to make it to their destination is you're going to have to put up with the rudeness. Yeah. You have to put up with, unless you're, unless you're uh, five of you and you're all the size of Reavers, then you could do something about it. But you said earlier, these kids aren't fulfilling their social contract. There is no such thing as a social contract Mm -hmm. to them. Right. Right. But if it was five guys the size of Reavers, you you could probably get some young guy to turn his radio down. But the thing is, we shouldn't have to, uh, we shouldn't have to rely on Chris. We shouldn't have to turn to him every time somebody smarts off or, or starts doing shenanigans on the train. I just see Belushi taking the folk guitar in Animal House and <laughs> destroying the hell out of it and then saying, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, you know, the other thing too, Joe, is even someone like me, I rarely get involved just because I've, I've seen what, what could possibly happen. You know, I got two young kids that I got to be, that I got to stick around for. But why are, this is the frustrating, and there's no solution offered here. Why are we having to change? Why have we given that away? Why, why is, why has that been allowed to just um, drip, drip away? And now the bucket is almost. Because, because the mystery would suggest that you get to act for a position of white privilege and that because of systemic racism, any judgment on your part would be, would be seen as oppressive. That's that's how you'd be portrayed. You'll recall the uh, the young uh, African American teen who whose arrest was videotaped at a, at a UPS or FedEx store on UPS. University yeah. Avenue, yeah. and yeah, it was idea. it was these these white women from either McAllister or Hamlin or somebody. They began to film it, and they were appalled. Well, they were appalled because they've been thoroughly indoctrinated in the failed academy. That, that that young woman should not be expected to have any behavior. Right. The, 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 uh, the impetus for behavior would have to be on the part of the, of the police in that case who happened to be white. So therefore, they were wrong, and this young girl was correct. And it's, it's not. She was wrong. Mm-hmm. Even though they knew her by name because they have to arrest her on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, why, but why isn't it? I've point- answered your question. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. And why isn't it pointed out to them that again they had they had no they were not slaves so to speak. Their their ancestors had a pretty rough life uh, uh, generations before. They have been raised with a much easier society because the left, to thrive the in. left pushes an agenda of social justice. They don't push an agenda of achievement. They don't push an agenda of accomplishment. They don't push an agenda of personal responsibility. They don't push an agenda of obeying the civil contract, however unwritten it is. They push an agenda of social justice. In their minds, social justice is completely arbitrary and whimsical. And if it wasn't for you, uh, those kids would have more success. And we've caved. We've completely caved. Wow. I mean, but don't you think it should be? Yeah, Listen, of course Grandpa it should. went through, raised in Jim Crow, and, and boy, it was horrible. He had to use well, you different... Find, you'll find many black adults that are, they've got it figured out. It's just... Uh, but it's but these are the ones... Too many the fair youth that don't. It's not necessarily a thing of color. I mean, like we talked about with the sheriff. The sheriff was a black guy. No, the, this kid, is the kid who shot him was a white kid. Cracker. Yeah. You know, this is a youth thing. This mm-hmm. is a feral youth thing. Mm-hmm. So we got that going for us. And what's alarming about that, you said this feral youth, this stupid cracker, is the son... Of a deputy. Of a deputy. In the adjoining county. 
But see, what, what did he think he was going to get away with this? Well, that's the other thing. The process. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like Big John. I'm going to shoot him in the head because he told me to turn my music down well, and ruin my life and, and his life. Yeah. Well, the the point is, if we if we have given up, this is just another example of how we've given up. Because for your own personal survival, you're not going to take on. Uh, uh, you know, at my age, I'm not going to take on four right. kids on the train, no matter what ethnicity they are, mm-hmm. right. it, because they're blasting music. I'm just. You know what I do? I'll just get off at the next stop. Right. You know, not much more you can do. It's avoidance. That's that's the name of the game. Well, which is a shame. Well, which is ruining society. Guess mm-hmm. what the alternative is if the kid's packing? Yeah. I don't want to get shot or no, shoved. No, I don't either. Well, uh, too bad about the sheriff in Alabama. Uh, what, are, what, are police now supposed to not tell you to keep it down? <laughs> that's the night. Well, okay. Here's a case of... These two cases, the fellow here locally on the bus and the sheriff in uh, in Alabama, uh, in both cases, their elderness was not respected. Mm-hmm. Is that a word, elderness? Sure. Elderness. Well, think about your... Their age was not respected. Think about your column on, on Sunday about how um, the police, okay, their, their hands are tied. They're not allowed to do everything they can do to stop crime and, uh, you know, Mayor Carter wants to do, oh, these programs that are wonderful, $200,000. No, they're, they're not wonderful, and the reason they're not wonderful is that none of them can be measured for achievement. None of them can be measured for success. They're all classes you can't flunk. Okay, but uh, if we can get the, these bad guys and get them off the street and crime goes down, that's something, like that's, you said, you can measure. Right, but that's not going to happen given the current political direction of both these cities. Mm-hmm. Yes, so you in the back. Um, I found a definition of elderness. It's clean, I promise, and it's very funny from our friends at Urban Dictionary. Oh, boy. <sighs> really? Elderness. Why would you even go to that as a source? Giving an el- I just Googled it. I Googled the word. Oh. Giving an elder your smartphone, asking them to take a picture for you. It seems innocent enough until you turn the camera to selfie mode, face them, and press record. While they attempt to take your photo, they're being recorded the whole time. It's priceless. Okay. I guess I get it. You know, because it would be you trying to take a picture, not realizing that you're taking a video of yourself. Here, take a selfie of me. (laughs) Take a selfie of me. So you add up everything you just spoke of, Such, and then you throw in judges that are refusing to throw the book at these criminals and refusing to um, sentence them to the longest terms possible. And, you know, here we are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd throw the book at them when you can. Yeah. Uh, Say... Uh, don't forget Garage Logic players coming out. Maybe as soon as the next segment. Oh boy! Yeah, we'll be back. Wouldn't that be great? Well, let me tell you about Jack's Cafe. Then before we take off here, Jack's Cafe is looking for you and your family and your coworkers. Why? Well, they want to put on a great party for you. So if you're going to have that end of the year party, maybe the Christmas party, maybe it's just that potluck get together. You let Jack's Cafe do all of the cooking. Leave your casserole at work or home and come out for a great event. Wonderful private dining facilities at Jack's Cafe. It's in northeast Minneapolis, and they are three generations, family members that have worked together and passed generation to generation down. Great service, quality, quality food, wonderful dining, and 
fantastic cocktails. Northeast Minneapolis, so for your party, for your wedding, whatever the case may be, I know the Rice Estate is going over there for the um, Thanksgiving holiday, and we have booked our credit union holiday party there at Jack's Cafe. It's just that simple. Pick up the phone, call 612-789-7297, or if it's just the two of you, just the two of us, get the Rookie Date Night VIP menu. Under $100, a free bottle, uh, includes a bottle of wine, and a four course meal 37 38 39 it is fantastic and you have to ask for the menu they will bring it out to you it's not on the regular menu it's like a top secret gl code love that 612-789-7297 online at jacks cafe j-a-x-c-a-f-e.com 1928 university avenue northeast and right at 19th avenue don't forget to tell them you heard it from 5960 i gotta go Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Late last week, got an email from Doug Niles or Nils who says, Love the show. Whenever you read about Greta Thunberg making speeches instead of going to school, I'm reminded of this classic scene from Annie Hall. I'm having a Roycey like guest. You are launching yourself back, yes. And when was that? Late 70s, 76. Yeah. Wow, mid-70s. In a flashback, Woody Allen's character is taken to the doctor by his mom because he has refused to do his schoolwork ever since he learned that the universe is expanding. What is that your business, says his mother? Brooklyn is not expanding. But we wanted to play the clip. Yeah. But then realized, well, we can't because of all of these restrictions placed on podcasts about music and licensed oh, copyright that material. Ain't, that ain't going to stop us. No. no. So what Kenny did is he transcribed this uh, uh, snippet from the movie, and he'll recall that uh, Alvy uh, sees himself, or in the the, uh, the uh, uh, patrons of the film see uh, Al, uh, Alvy in a flashback as a kid at mm. the doctor's mm-hmm. office. So Rookie is in the role of the mom. Okay. I'm Dr. Flicker, <laughs> which is a funny yeah, name. And, and Kenny is the, is the depressed young Alvy. So it begins with... Well, wait a minute. But in order to properly articulate this, you're going to have to use the pen in your mouth as the heater. That yeah, the doctor, the doctor, yeah, Dr. Flicker as a heater. Yeah. <laughs> All right, begins with mom. All okay. right, here we go. I'm going to record this so I can post it to the Twitter account. Okay. He's been depressed, and all of a sudden he can't do anything. Why are you depressed, Alvy? Tell Dr. Flicker. It's something he read. Something he read, huh? The universe is expanding. The universe is expanding? Well, the universe is everything. And if it's expanding, someday it will break apart, and that will be the end of everything. What is that your business? He stopped doing his homework. What's the point? What does the universe got to do with it? You're here in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is not expanding. It won't be expanding, Alvy, for billions of years. And we've got to try to enjoy ourselves while we're here, huh? 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 <laughs> and scene. The Garage Logic Players. Yeah. The Garage Logic Players. All right, I'm gonna tweet this right now. Now let's let's redo it. All right. Wait, what? And uh uh, Kenny, yeah. you're not Alvy. Oh. You're Greta. <laughs> Let's start again. Okay. Now, remember, now he's got to become she's. Right, right, right. Now, and so do I have to change my, my... I have to change my pronouns. Yeah, you have to change. Uh, you believe 
that uh, climate change is robbing you of your childhood and and, the, and, and that the world will, that the world will end. Come on, we'll just wing it. Go ahead, mom. All right. She's been depressed. All of a sudden, she can't do anything. Why are you depressed, Greta? Tell Doctor Flicker. It's something she read. Something you read, huh, Greta? The world is going to end because of global warming. Oh, the world's going to end because of global warming. Well, the universe, universe, the universe is everything, and is expanding, and, and the global is warming, and, and you've ruined my childhood. What is that? Your business. She stopped doing all of her homework. <laughs> What's that point? We're going to all be dead in ten years anyway. What does the universe got to do with it? You're here in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is not expanding. It won't be happening for billions of years, Greta, and we've got to try to enjoy ourselves. Let me take a drag of this heater <laughs> while we're here, huh, huh, Greta, huh? <laughs> and scene. I wasn't really feeling it. Could we do it again? No. no. Okay. no. Right. Annie Hall, A-N-N-I-E. That's right. All right. That's right. H-A-L-L. a girl. Right now. Next, boy. Broadway, Danny Rose. Oh. That's the one where Keaton wore that annoying hat, right? And yeah. then every woman for the next 10 years wore those annoying hats. And what are we calling this? The GL podcast No, these players? are the GL players. Okay, gotcha. My favorite scene in that movie was just a, a five-second scene when... Uh, Annie's driving the Volkswagen and doesn't park close to the curb, does a horrible job of parking, and Woody says, that's all right, I can walk from here. (laughs) (laughs) Funny guy. Uh, Just a little off kilter. i got to save that email for Johnny. He married his kid, so, you know. I don't like that. He's got that going against him. So, on that note, uh, we'll visit the failed academy on three different occasions here. Uh, one of them having to do with the climate, and that would be the interruption of the Harvard-Yale game oh, Saturday yeah. uh, by uh, these privileged uh, kids coming out and uh, uh, demanding that the schools divest themselves of any uh, interest in uh, fossil fuel-producing companies. Uh, more than 150 climate change protesters stormed the field at the Harvard-Yale game Saturday, caused a 40-minute delay. <laughs> The protesters, two dozen of whom were arrested, demanded that both Ivy League schools stop funding fossil fuel companies. And, uh, and actor Christopher Colby, a Harvard student in campus reform. Oh, and act Christopher Colby, a Harvard student and campus reform correspondent, blasted as empty activism and par for the course on a liberal campus. <laughs> These protesters decided that their version of empty activism for this weekend was going to go sit in the middle of the field during the game, right in the middle of it, wasting everybody's time, Colby said. I have to say most of the people were pretty nonplussed. The protest was pretty poorly planned. Uh, and then it goes on to say that uh, uh, the protest received report, uh, support from Alexandria Occasional Cortex, who tweeted, activism disrupts the present to change the future. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, well, it can only happen in an Ivy League game. The incident was just the latest in a series of climate de- demonstrations that erupted this fall. Protesters have held sit-ins in the offices of both House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, demanding more aggressive action on climate change. Actress Jane Fonda meaninglessly has participated in several protests, including one on Friday that resulted in multiple arrests. Okay, uh, that's fine. But it's it's just, a, it's, I, I can't get over the hump of how insanely uh, these young people uh, believe that they need to place themselves 
in the hands of increasing government. Mm-hmm. When I when yeah. I was their age, it was the opposite. Yeah. You wanted less government. Get out of my life. Ironically, these protesters being compared to the protesters of your generation, too, mm-hmm. when it was completely the opposite. I forget who said it on social media, but just nailed it. And I, I wish I could give them credit, but I don't remember who said it. You you kids want to show me something? Try this during an SEC football game and oh, see what happens. I was just yeah. looking for that under Super 70 Sports. Oh. It said, yeah. is that, that what it was? Yeah. Okay, yes, perfect. if that happened, uh, they would all, if they tried that bleep there in an SEC game, their headline would read, uh, fans murdered by players, yeah. uh, they all get and acquitted. Then, yeah, judge, yeah, they judge. all acquit. But Joe, my question, one of my many questions, if this was poorly planned and executed, as one of the detractors said, how did they get out onto the field? How did they keep this secret? Oh, it's, but yet, it, it's Harvard Yale. There's no uh, it, it, at an SEC game. Let's just let's keep that analogy going. They, there would have been security all around the perimeter of the stadium. This is Harvard Yale. There's ten thousand people there. Nobody gives a bleep. <laughs> it's Harvard Yale. So so off they go, and uh, they're willing to have. Uh, this is an insanity, in my estimation, a mass insanity that believing that that a legislator can somehow turn a dial and change nature. Mm -hmm. We've been down this road many times. I won't linger on it, but it's just incredible. These are are really poorly, poorly led kids. I wish AOC, uh, could she keep it at about, you know, 45 until March 1st around here? I wish she could. I was thinking that yesterday. If winter never got as worse as yesterday, it wouldn't be so bad. Oh, yeah. Man, you could could spend time outside. Uh, I've got two more visits to the... uh, Failed Academy coming up. Uh, the one good thing about being in the Failed Academy is that if you're smart, which is an oxymoron if you're in the Failed Academy, <laughs> you'd, you'd have really great transportation. You'd be driving something you could afford and doesn't burn any fuel. That's uh, what brings you to EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. There's $100 off all electric bikes right now, and that's on top of the year-end prices currently going on. So now is definitely the time to buy. Free ATV helmets with all gas youth ATVs. Those are great Christmas gifts. $100 off all in-stock scooters on top of the year-end sale prices. Man, that is a gift for somebody in your life. $50 off all Stasic Kids electric balanced dirt bikes. They've never been doing this before. And GL listeners only can take advantage of Black Friday prices now by mentioning you heard EcoFun Motorsports on the GL podcast. This is a this is a one-stop shop for outdoor entertainment, man, right on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. And also for all your winter recreation need, the full line of Yamaha snowmobiles are in and uh, demo rides available on the new 2020 Yamaha ATVs and side-by-sides. And as long as that snow stays away, and we're, we're in for some, but if you can beat the snow... Get a full demo on all electric bikes and scooters in stock, all of which are priced for the year-end sale. EcoFun Motorsports, Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. I love doing this. I probably rely on this bit too much. Listen... That could be either beer or coffee. Oh, that's coffee. I oh, smell it. This is a coffee day for sure. But I tell you what, it uh, for some five reason, o'clock. for some reason, it makes me want to go pee. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, I'm supposed to be singing here on the first day of Christmas. My true love gave to me beer. 
What every solid, God-fearing, beer-drinking GLer needs is the Beer Advent Calendar. Countdown every day in December up to the 25th with one unique beer that will be enjoyed on the actual date of the calendar accompanied by a description. And if that's too much dedication for you, consider the 12 days of Christmas calendar. Either way, you're going to enjoy seasonal limited releases and even some cellared beers uh, in both calendars. You'll find all the details at thecoffeegrounds.com. If you're like me, and uh, I'm almost afraid to say this in this room, but coffee is way more important to than beer to me be sure to check out the vast variety of beans available including our own signature gl blends go to the coffeegrounds.com for information on the beer advent calendar and to order up some of those beans and if you find yourself on 94 passing through eau claire d- just pull off be sure to exit head a couple blocks north to Southtown drive get the full-on experience coffee beer liquor biscuits and gravy breakfast lunch supper and say hey to Eric and Julie for us. And you can thank us later. Uh, remember this website, thecoffeegrounds.com. Suchi? Rookie, look up for me where Washington and Lee University is. I think it's in Virginia, but I'm not sure where. Because uh, off the air we were talking about, uh, it was in the uh, newspaper over the weekend. In the uh, No, actually it's today in the uh, Star Tribune. George Washington's last living witness has died. It was a uh, a tree that went down. Big old white oak. Big Giant. white oak. And it says here uh, in the Washington Post that uh, it was a sapling when George Washington returned to Mount Vernon in 1783, triumphant after his victory in the Revolutionary War. It was probably there on the Virginia estate in 1787 when he left for the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia, and it grew during his terms as the country's first president. It was there when he came home for good and when he died in 1799. Droughts came and went along with... You mean droughts came and went? over, oh, the, over Since the, when? Wait, wait. Oh, I thought they were only currently. <laughs> Lexington, Virginia. Lexington, Virginia. Droughts came and went along with uh, two centuries of American history. Uh, then late one night earlier this month, the tired old white oak gave out and came crashing down across a road in the woods. Okay, and then it goes on to say, because it's the Washington Post, we have to be reminded that Washington was a slave owner. Ah, okay. Right. right. Well, that brings me to... Uh, and I guarantee you, we have not seen the end of this. We, we what do you think is going to happen? Oh, letters to the editor, yep. all sorts yep. of angry uh, reaction. Yep. Law students at Washington and Lee University, that's named for George Washington and Robert E. Lee, law students at Washington and Lee University are circulating a petition asking for the option to have portraits of Washington and Lee removed from their diplomas so that alumni can be proud to prominently display their sheepskins without images that some might find controversial or offensive. (laughs) The petition... The petition is not asking for a mandatory removal of the portraits, but requests that students be allowed to opt out. Given the aftermath of the 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville and the heightened awareness of making Washington and Lee an inclusive and compassionate environment for all students, we believe this request provides alumni the ability to honor their alma mater without the presence of the portraits that some may find controversial or offensive. Hundreds of past and future graduates have signed the petition endorsed by several student groups and addressed to the school's administration and president. Some faculty members have also signed on. Let me ask you something. Uh, why, why would you have gone there then? Right. Or did you only become woke when you got there? <laughs> and have, have any of them studied military history? Of course not. 
particularly in regards to Robert E. Lee, who was in he was in the military before the Civil War broke out. And he was a decorated military guy, a brilliant military mind, and he could have gone any way, but he loved his home state of Virginia, and that's what drove him to fight for the South. Right. It wasn't any particular love for slaves or oppression or anything else. It, he had the pride we all have. Right. I love this stupid state of Minnesota. Right. He had the same pride. War broke out. All, all Everybody separated. Great friends, best friends separated, went their separate ways, ended up fighting each other in this war. But nobody studies that. While the petition does not state it outright... Uh, it does note uh, that George Washington and Robert E. Lee's legacies as slaveholders and Lee's role as general in the Confederacy during the Civil War has made them increasingly controversial figures in recent years. A campus group called the General's Redoubt issued a statement slamming the petition, calling it a symptom of strong undercurrents within the university to dismantle the traditions, values, and history of Washington and Lee. Of course, that's what it is. The mystery is in the business of erasing history. The General's Redoubt also said many in our alumni community who have supported the law school with generous financial contributions and jobs for graduates of the law school are very disturbed by this petition. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, grads from uh, have uh, seen plenty of activism surrounding the campus and pointing out that the university's law students have been successful in pushing several changes in recent years, such as requiring the removal of the Confederate flag on campus and requiring the law school to recognize Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Well, I, I don't blame them there. They should acknowledge Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Absolutely. In 1796, George Washington granted the school, then known as Liberty Hall, an endowment that saved it from insolvency and was so generous that it still pays for a portion of every student's education to this day. Hmm. General Robert E. Lee, a former president of the institution, is buried under the university's Lee Chapel. Well, you're going to have to dig him up and get him the hell out of there. (laughs) Right? Right. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that something? How long before uh, Mount Vernon will have to be torn down? Uh, there is, I, I would suggest that there is a point in time when, yes, that will, when, if we keep going this way, yes. Interesting bit of history. You got me going here because I, I watch and read too damn much about the stupid Civil War. But when Lincoln... Uh, crea- it really wasn't stupid. When No, no. But when Lincoln created and released the Emancipation Proclamation, guess where the most pushback came from? The North, mm-hmm. the North, the heroes of the Civil War, the people fighting for freedom. Turns out they got mad at Lincoln because they didn't think they were fighting for this. And now Lincoln made this about the freeing of the slaves and everything. And guess what? All these heroes of the North, mad at Lincoln. Deal with that, you stupid punks. That's just part of our messy history. I've been to Mount Vernon. Yeah, so have I. It's awesome. Yeah, and you see George Washington's wooden teeth? Yeah, yeah I love those teeth, <laughs> yeah. man. He had the wooden I, we just choppers. went to D.C. and I missed that. I didn't <laughs> go to Vernon. They're going like this. You wind them up and they go... <laughs> <laughs> what a hell of a tree that must have been, huh? Mount Vernon 12 said feet the, around. Mount Vernon said the wood will be used by its preservation department to make repairs. In addition to their lineage, the trees uh, were notable because of unique carvings in the bark that dated to the Civil War. Uh, The markings were a cross and a five-pointed star, apparently the insignias of two Union Army Corps. 
The George Washington's Mount Vernon said in a statement Thursday, each Union Army Corps made up of about 12,000 men had a distinct insignia that its soldiers wore on their capes. Both emblems are still faintly visible in the bark and more visible in a photo of the tree Mount Vernon had from the 1930s. Although fierce battles raged across Virginia and several Union regiments visited, the estate was considered neutral territory during the war and uh, Mount Vernon uh, survived. After And just after the war, two Union regiments are known to have passed through around the time of the Army's huge post-war victory parade in Washington in May of 1865. So we lost one hell of a tree there. What I don't get, uh, look at the look at the stump. They've got a, a picture of it laying yep. down. And this thing fell on its own accord. Yep. And it's on not, a silent night, no wind or anything. And it's not hollow inside. No, mm. no. That, to me, is really weird. And I'm wondering what kind of voodoo was involved there. Because most of the time when I see oaks go down, it's because they're hollow on the inside. Well, and how could this tree have survived when man has been just working overtime to destroy the earth? How could this tree have survived <laughs> right. this long? Right. What a beautiful tree. Have you ever heard a tree go down? Well. I have. Um, th- that brings back that stupid question your sixth grade teacher asked you. What? If a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it make any noise? I heard one went down last summer. But you were in the forest. Oh, I was so in the neighbor's yard. It was in the neighbor's yard. But what, a, what a thunderous clap that made. I, I don't have, think I've ever heard one, yeah. a, a big one go down. I have heard it, too. It was a big this one. almost sounds like you have a relationship with this tree. You know, I'm pro-tree. Didn't you hump one of those trees in Minneapolis? It was like 300 years old a couple years ago. I gave it a little pat. He okay, had that's one, what it was. He had one, both arms and one leg wrapped around. No, I, I give, Speaking I of that, a little pat. And I think there was some Barry White music playing. <laughs> Speaking of that, we had introduced uh, that we might do alternative Joe Souchere liners. Yeah. So people started to uh, oh, good. to email some oh, in, some good. suggestions. And one of them well, was... Well, Tony should do these. Yeah, one of them was from Kevin. It says, Joe Souchere. A man that once beached his own car. <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. Yes, but I did. Tell them when they're writing it, Joe Souchere has to be the out cue. So That's true. Yeah, a so man that once beached his own car. Joe Souchere. How's Tony doing on... Uh, we don't put time restrictions on his genius. The scramble. Yeah. Well, we don't Has he been approached about it? We don't need it this week. No, I understand, but that's not my point. Yeah, no, he, he, he'll get it to us as soon as possible. But has he been informed of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if yeah, you're Ken, ad- Kenny was with me when we went and talked to him last Friday. If you're advanced enough, you can do your own liners and just send them to Reavers. Yeah. You know, do your own voice oh, liners. Oh, yes. And you might be featured. You know, Just make Joe Souchere the, the out cue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that idea. And then Rook. just send it over real quick audio. Boom. You know what we do? What? We delegate. Yeah. So as far do as. Do our work for us. Let's go. As far as Tony goes, Such, we told him to erase his mind of everything he knows about past the past scramble. Forget about Sinatra. Yep, forget yep. about music. We want you to use your brain, and there's all there is is a sense of urgency to drink. Right? And and GLers are missing their scramble, and they deserve it. They do. So, I would agree. And we, we're not going to be here Friday. But a week from this Friday, you will hear the new scramble. Mm-hmm. You will we hear hope. the new scramble. So really quick, I know you want to break, but really quick, I, w- I posted the video of you guys doing the oh, Annie Hall. It re- it's on it Twitter right now. Yeah. But I had about 1,000 notifications, and I didn't realize. I, I said, well, what, what's going on? I just posted this video five yeah. minutes ago. It's from Dum Dum over the weekend. 
you made some stupid sink box, and yeah. I'm getting inundated with replies for it. More important than than the, uh, the the video we did, go take a look at my, and I think you uh, appropriately uh, named it, the sink box. <laughs> the I sink have made box. the chair box, but now I've made the sink box, and I will say that a couple of trips over to Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores to get supplies, it wasn't just one. Every time I'd walk in there, they would have the next item that I would need. <laughs> yep, you should have got this last time. Yep, you should have got this. So uh, hats off to the guys that know what they're doing over at Frats. I love it. I love it. I'm not going to be one of the people ripping you. I think it's a fantastic idea. And who cares if the hot and cold are mixed up? Son of who a biscuit. Cares? Son and, of a biscuit. And it turned out good, and there's a plumber that's ripping you because you had to use a piece of PVC, and, and I know exactly why you had to use it because I, too, once faced that. And, and everybody turns to me to rip you, but I really, really love it, man. I well, think it's cool. I and I'm being it. genuine. Okay, you can go back to being normal soon. <laughs> you I even had a master calligrapher. Send a message to me and said, I know someone that can do some really nice calligraphy. Would you like me to calligraph hot and cold and you can put them <laughs> yeah. on the wall? That's what I would do. Opposite side. I, I wouldn't redo the whole I'll system. take her up on or it. Or just say it's from Europe. It's European. Yeah. It's European. That's uh, what I'm going to do. We'll be, we'll be back shortly. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Okay, I've got something for you here. Here's a few handgun safety tips. And you know what? They're not necessarily handgun safety tips. They're just firearm safety tips. They come courtesy of our friends at minnesotagunclass.com slash GL. And this is the most important one and the one you learn first. Treat every firearm as if it were loaded. You know it's unloaded. You're, you unloaded it yourself. Doesn't matter. Treat it like it's loaded anywhere. Uh, anyway, number two, never, ever, ever point that muzzle at anything you are not willing to destroy. Again, you know it's unloaded, doesn't matter. You're treating it like it's loaded. Don't uh, point that muzzle at anything. Now, here's a fun one. I, I mean, I can make it fun for you. Keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on the target. Now, this is vital, and I want you to think back. Everybody's seen Pulp Fiction, right? Remember that scene in Pulp Fiction where Vincent accidentally shoots Marvin's head off? Oh, yep. the car? Well, that's because Vincent had his stupid finger on the trigger. Bad things are going to happen if you don't keep that finger out of the trigger guard. And once you watch for that, every movie you watch that has a firearm, that's what you're going to be looking for. And I guarantee you it's going to drive you crazy when you see these actors with their finger in their finger, uh, inside the finger guard, uh, trigger guard, that is. And then finally, be sure you're, be sure of that target, and then be sure of what's beyond before you squeeze one off. Because that round could miss, or it could go through your target and travel another mile. To learn more, watch the Minnesota Gun Class's 10-minute video on handgun safety at minnesotagunclass.com slash GL. And if you're looking for your permit to carry, you should do it. Join the over 20,000 Minnesotans who've already trusted the Minnesota Gun Class for their certification at their 28 location. The class is geared for everybody from beginners to advanced shooters. Again, go to minnesotagunclass.com slash GL. Joe, before you begin... On this video that we did, that's on Twitter right now, that's uh, blowing up Twitter. Yeah. Uh, let's. I'm going to analyze this for ten seconds. 
Kenny is supposed to be a depressed kid. He's not even acting. He's just he's just reading because he's <laughs> just already me. in the role in it's life. Just me. <laughs> you as the crazy old doctor at, at, at laughing at yourself. You're 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 in character. That, that's normal. I'm you. I had to play a female, and I had to play a Brooklyn accent. I'm the only one that gave it this this spirit. I'm I'm alive in this film. You guys are just. And I filmed it like I was part of the Blur Witch Project. Yeah, just I don't know what the, the hell. Whole time. Look so. up where Brown University is. All right. <coughs> not Institute. You, you cannot question Such on his acting. It is beyond yeah, yeah. reproach. Yeah, sure. Beyond know, reproach. <laughs> Students at Brown University gathered in November to teach their peers about the merits of doing away with the U.S. prison system. Oh, sure. A student group by the name of Railroad held the event titled Prison Abolition 101 on November 8th. The group seeks to ensure that the American prison system is destroyed and believes that incarceration is inherently unjust and unproductive. Oh Isn't that the logical conclusion of, 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 of uh, social justice? Established in 1764 in September, it is located... It's in Providence. In Providence, it? Rhode Island. Yeah. It's an Ivy League school. Yes. Oh. Railroad member Grace Austin stated during the event that the end goal is to not have prisons as any form of incarceration and that punishment at any stage doesn't guarantee any kind of growth, according to a report by the Brown Daily Herald, to which Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey notes, why doesn't she take home a group sex offender for a week and just try it out? <laughs> See what happens. But here's the thing. If if these wow. morons want to abolish want to abolish the prison system, then there would be no such thing as a crime, right? Mm-hmm. There would right. be no sex offending crimes. There'd right. be no bank robbery crimes. There'd be no murder crimes. Prisons were founded on the ideas of punishing the poor, punishing the people of color. Uh, presenter Ada Sheriff said, adding, "I don't see that's I don't see it's an institution that can ever be fully." Uh, breaking away from those foundations. Our society is constructed in a way that would have us believe prisons are absolutely necessary, Sharif said. People perceive it as crazy, unreasonable, dangerous, too radical. Abolition is not anarchy. The event reportedly did not present concrete plans on a timeline to achieve this abolition, abolition, but rather emphasized that the complete dismantling of the U.S. prison system was a realistic long-term goal. What's her end goal here? Because this is absurd, and everybody that listened and, and was there should acknowledge that it's absurd. So what's she really trying to do here? Well, is, is let's she, see if we can get to that. Is she making money here off of this somehow, or getting a fellowship, or a grant, or a teaching position? In October, Railroad presented a proposal calling upon the university to cease the consideration of criminal aspects such as conviction history in its hiring process, and even to implement a quota of formerly incarcerated community members <laughs> oh, okay well that's fine i guess if you've done your time for your crime sure why not but what she she's advocating is as she's giving this speech somebody coming up to her with a giant civil war sword and chopping her head off mid-sentence and then walking away with no repercussion, uh, repercussions. That's what she's advocating. Well, Kelsey says, I strongly suggest that the women in this group take home a sex offender for a week just to try it out. Well, he's absolutely right. If you want to abolish the prisons, aren't you? You, you are. You know what that is, really? That's the kind of thinking uh, inspired in the failed community to completely eradicate the idea that there should even be a moral or ethical integrity. 
Right. Well, it's not only absent in our culture right now. Yeah. These are young people advocating that it shouldn't even exist in the first place. Because mm-hmm. if you don't want prisons, well, then you're going to have to be, it, it seems would logically follow, you have to accept what what we would traditionally acknowledge as criminal behavior as not criminal behavior. Oh. Did you guys ever share a? <laughs> what you, the hell? Did you guys ever share a bedroom with a, a sibling growing up? Of course. Yes. Okay, so you oh, know how sometimes hell, there were forty of us. You'd, you'd, <laughs> you'd get to a point where you'd, you'd take the masking tape or the duct tape down the middle of the room, and I'm on this side, yep. you're on that side. Yeah. Stay on your own side. This is what we need to do in this country. Oh. Okay, all you idiots. It's the Kurt Russell movie, something New yes. York. Uh, Escape from New Escape, York. You, you guys want this? You got it. You you take a left. We're mm-hmm. all gonna take a right. Was there a good Brady Bunch episode, too, on that? So that's the logical outcome of this is we don't believe in moral and ethical integrity. Sure. Well, No prisons? Yep, you're over on this side over here. Our postmodern thought is that if you rob a house, it's because you're poor and you need the money. Would you say Uh, there is, in fact, an argument to be made for that, for low-level, like, say, drug crimes? Yes, I would. Marijuana, et cetera, et cetera? Sure I would. Uh, So then factor in this modern-day... You've disrespected me. My music is too loud. How is that factoring in with the way this life is going? This behavior is going to turn out. Yeah, part and parcel to it. It's it's it's. It'll be lawlessness if you tell me to my, you turn my music down, and I feel disrespected. I can shoot you and, well, and it's not. The wild, to... It's a wild, wild west. <clears throat> wow, you know. Mm. Sam, uh, who is Sam Waterston? What has he been in? He's he a, was in. Um, who's he married to? Isn't he married to Savage? Jessica. He was among the 42 climate change protesters charged at the Harvard-Yale game. Sam was. He's oh, really? A, he's a graduate, apparently, of uh, Yale. And uh, he, he was there. And, oh, he was uh, in the Killing Fields. Remember, he was the uh, main character, Sidney, in the Killing Fields. He he's graduated a- from Yale in 1962. He's believed to be the oldest person who was cited with misdemeanor disorderly conduct during the demonstration. Uh, Waterston was also arrested at a climate change protest last month in Washington where he was detained by police alongside his Grace and Frankie co-star, Jane Fonda. Hmm. I'm wrong about who he was married to, by the way. Uh, he's that law and order guy, uh, Killing Fields, Great Gatsby. Did, does he re, uh, film all those in L.A., I would imagine? Yeah, he was the neighbor in Great Gatsby. Well, I wonder how he got to New York. Or how, I don't think he walked. Where, where was the game, Connecticut or... Massachusetts. I wonder how well, he got he's, there. He's he's <coughs> old as dirt. You think there's a chance he didn't even know where he was? True. Yeah. <laughs> huh? What am I doing here? Uh, he said that we have a climate emergency, and uh, that's why he was there. Ah. Uh, uh, he, he said was, the majority of the people believe we have a climate emergency. No, I don't think so, Sam. I, I don't think so. And, and how, when did you suddenly become a scientist? Uh was he also in town for uh, to give a speech that ironically paid about ten grand? Maybe that's it. <laughs> Students are tired of Harvard and Yale profiting off of climate destruction and neo-colonial investments in Puerto Rico's debt. I can't go. I can't go here. I can't. I can't do this. This is a long way from my day when we might have lit a candle and listened to a Neil Young record. Smoked you know, a big fat Bob Marley. The big Bob Marley. <laughs> And said, see you later. This is incredible. Pass the Dorito. This is incredible. <laughs> this is an emergency, the sign said on the field. This is an emergency. Well, then, if it's such an emergency, why did the sun come up today? 
Just a minute. Just a minute. Uh, Barry writes, just when you think that the climate change religious congregation can't get any wackier, we've at least found one person who was willing to do something about it. Wes Seiler, a 38-year-old man, has become the latest person to trumpet his dedication to fighting climate change by doing something unusual, getting a vasectomy. Given that Seiler is part of the climate change religion, I'm glad this sycophant spared us from uh, birthing and raising any children who would share his same insanity. The Mysterians hate people. And is evidenced by his last line. Wes Seiler, 38, asked rhetorically, is this a world where we want to bring kids into? Is this a world uh, it's responsible to bring kids into? His comments that he and his fiance started talking about something we could do for ourselves and to make a meaningful impact on the bigger problem. We could just forego the whole kid thing altogether. Seiler compares the carbon emissions he'd save by relinquishing his 15-mile-per-gallon pickup truck, 2.4 tons of carbon emissions a year, get the we don't know that ready, to what he'd save the planet by eschewing having children, which is around 58 tons annually. That's an ass statistic. We have no idea. Um, He breathes any other action we could take, even all the actions we could ever possibly add up together, pale in comparison. That's because there are simply too many humans on this planet. Two people deciding to make fewer humans eliminates the entire cycle of consumption that would fuel that kid's life. Uh, Barry uh, Shockle sent this in. That's uh, proof that Mysterians don't like people. The and, bottom line for a Mysterian is they don't like people. Mm-hmm. And only steps away from mandatory abortions. Well, that's what Bernie was advocating. Yeah. Uh, we don't know that. A little late, but I found it. I'm going to give you a phone number, please. To uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, you still have time, 651-426-2800. That gets you right to the city desk at the butcher shop there. Mm-hmm. Grunhofer's <laughs> on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Uh, you reserve your turkey. Free-range, fresh turkeys raised in the clear, cool air of northern Minnesota. Yeah. Two ninety nine a pound and sizes from 10 pounds to 26 pounds, and I guarantee you, if your turkey's coming from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, it's going to be a turkey you will remember. And uh, I know uh, that if I was there, I'd also get one of those pre-made meatloafs. They're oven ready. Who's making a run this week? And for the hunter, they have spices and high-temp cheese for venison, sausage making. This is in addition, of course, to the Garage Logic staple, the 130 different flavors of lean pork brats, which must be grilled, not <coughs> boiled. Uh, I think for a holiday week, we should suspend our, you have to declare that you're going, and it's every man for himself, because I've got to go up there, and I'm not going to make it a point to try to get you guys together some stuff to <laughs> My man. I'm going All on right. my own. I like that. 651-426-2800 to reserve your turkey. Now, I'm, I'm making the assumption that they're still available, and I bet they are, because uh, Spencer never lets anybody uh, down. Right. Two ninety nine a pound from 10 pounds to 26 pounds. Ooh. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo, right on <laughs> Highway 61. You can't miss it. Uh, Barry writes another uh, another uh, email I want to read before Rock, we go. Rock, I do not know him, Barry. Who is Barry? <laughs> With age must come some form of wisdom because apparently Bernie Sanders in his old age knows better than the climate expert Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who has repeatedly claimed over the last year that there are only 12 years left to implement radical implement radical climate change policies before irreversible climate changes take place. Bernie in his wisdom has calculated that there are only 8 to 9 years left. Is it time to break glass and smoke luckies? I am confused by Bernie's next statement where he said, the United Nations is telling us that in the years to come, there are going to be hundreds of millions of climate refugees causing national security issues all over the world. 
What kind of national security issues could there be? Because when Bernie is president, we will have total open borders and there will be no refugees. It will always be the welcome sign at the borders. Sanders concluded, and by the way, the fossil fuel industry is probably criminally liable because they have lied and lied and lied when they have had the evidence that their carbon products were destroying the planet. They're not. And maybe we should think about prosecuting them as well. Joe, these people want to take us back to perhaps the 1850s or perhaps earlier. If we are going to hold people criminally liable for lying, lying, and lying, when do we start with the prosecution of Bill and Hillary? Well, or Trump for that matter. Pushing back, good luck, Barry Shockle. Uh... I'm very nervous that Trump's interfering with the military to the extent that he is. Ay, ay, ay. It's it smacks of South America. <laughs> it just he's bumping the Navy guy because he wants to. Uh, well, we'll do that some other time. We'll do that some no, other time. Do, on do it tomorrow when John is here because his hatred is well known. Oh yeah, and when I'm not here, so I won't receive any hate mail. Yeah. You're not here tomorrow, right? And uh, and height is so. Uh, what what's happening here is the health of the staff is it is in play. Well, apparently, we're uh, we're reaching that age. <laughs> really, suits really. Where, where <laughs> instead of going to the doctor once every three years, you go once a week. Height uh, is playing the role of a ninety year old man who yes. can't straighten up. Yeah, had to go check on his back. Uh, Kenny's got all kinds of aches and pains. Three He's got to, to check out. Three to four problems going at once. At once. Yeah. I got uh, a sore elbow from making that uh, sink box. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the age now where I'm going to sit around with my friends my age and talk about the people my age that are dying. I had to go to the eye doctor Friday. Uh, I remain a glaucoma candidate, but I don't have it. So I get the, I get a six month reprieve going back to the eye doctor. How'd you like having your eyeballs dilated? I don't like that. that I could sucks. hardly see to drive it's, home. Yeah, it's really really it, sucks. Yeah. You drove home. Yeah, they said oh. I could. Oh, okay. If you had to put sunglasses. Just point them in the right direction. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just you're going south there, cowboy. <laughs> no, I but it's go, awful. I had to go north because you have your sunglasses on. You had the visor down, and you're using your hand to shield your eyes. <laughs> going like this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it all worked out. So uh, I think so. Thank you. I, and I'm big into self medication. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you are. yeah these uh, uh, these early days are really hurting my uh, routine here, especially on a holiday week. Self medication is what led Dang to it. my issues as an older man. Dang it! Matthew yeah. is home, and he likes brandy, and he doesn't like to drink alone. So I'm going to have to help him out. Tonight. I got to get going. Yeah, a peanut butter flavored whiskey. Did you see that? No, no, that's not for you. That's for not for me. Oh well. Any port in the storm there, big guy. All right, garagelogic.com is your holiday week. The holiday is Thanksgiving. Garagelogic.com is where you go to tell all your friends and relatives that is the holding house. What do you call it? The where audio warehouse for all of the prior podcasts that they need to catch up on. So just tell them garagelogic.com. And we'll be back again for another Garage Logic podcast. Mm-hmm.